We are each blessed with 24 hours in a day. In that period of time, there is a natural rhythm to all things mental, physical, and behavioral. We eat, eliminate, sleep, work, and perhaps even play. This is a part of two natural internal processes that run in the background and regulates our sleep-wake cycle. One of the processes repeat every 24 hours and it is known as the circadian rhythm. Within this rhythm is the body's natural clock, also known as biological clock, and it consists of three eight-hour cycles. Within these cycles are preferred times for eating, elimination, exercising, natural healings, you know, like through naps and meditation, and then a time for sleep. Sure, it sounds simple, but is it really? Are you ready to get started? Hello, and welcome or welcome back. I'm Dr. Walita Mooring, and I am so glad to be with you for another episode of Wellness Through the Lens of Love. When was the last time you took a look at your body and found the beauty in it? When was the last time you thanked your body for doing such a good job keeping you upright and alive? When was the last time you looked in the mirror, looked deeply in your eyes and uttered, I am worthy, or I love you just the way you are. Can you remember a time? Your reflection is an outpicturing of what you have said to yourself, what you have thought throughout the day and possibly throughout your life. Did you know that negative mind chatter, emotional eating, excess sugar consumption, poor sleeping habits, Tobacco and alcohol, just to name a few, can easily disrupt your circadian and biological rhythms? They can. All organisms experience this rhythm. Nocturnal animals will, will choose not to stray away from their shelters during the daylight in order to avoid predators. Bodies of water will experience highs and low tides, and flowers will open and close accordingly. For the human experience, this awake sleep cycle, or circadian rhythm, runs for nearly 24 hours a day and influences our hormone release, body temperature, hunger, and exercise. It influences our physical, mental, and behavioral changes. These functions can directly influence sleep patterns and so much more. Every organ, every cell has its own rhythm, which now makes up our biological clock that has driven our body's network. I'm sorry, it is driven by our body's network of little tiny timekeepers. There are 12 two-hour windows where an organ system runs optimally. Biological clocks help regulate the timing of these bodily processes, including the circadian rhythm. I'll explain more in just a few moments. 
I thought it was important to share with you that research shows that there are nearly 110 conditions or diseases that are directly linked to circadian disruption. When you have a better understanding of the biological clock that runs within or in conjunction with the circadian rhythm, you will possess the knowledge to make better decisions regarding your health. Let's start with the lungs, for instance. The lungs are optimal, or they're at their best between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. The lungs are known as the prime minister, and it assists with controlling energy and circulating the blood. It also controls the hair, skin and nails, and respiration. The lungs control radiant energy, fights external diseases, and connects the mind to the body through breathing. At this hour, you should still be sleeping, and if by chance you are awake, you should avoid cold beverages and food. Let's look at the large intestines. The large intestines are known as the master of transportation. It is the final organ before solid waste is eliminated. It is paired with lungs, and the lungs move the large intestines through breathing. In turn, the large intestines balances the body's fluids through perspiration. At this hour of the day, you may just be waking up. And if by chance you are, you are to put at least an hour between the time that you wake up until you have had your first beverage or meal. That's one hour. And once you've done that, it should be warm, not cold. I'll explain more in part two. Let's see, um, between 7 and 9 a.m., the stomach reigns supreme. The stomach is known as the sea of nourishment or the root of postnatal life. Uh, the stomach extracts energy from food and transports the energy through the meridian system, which is an energy system that runs through the body. Proper food and digestion maintains proper health and weight. And when the stomach is deficient, it can lead to worry, confusion, and anxiety. Okay, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. is when the spleen is operating at its height. The spleen is known as the minister of granary and includes the pancreas to aid in digestion. The spleen regulates the quantity and the quality of blood in circulation. Nutrients from the food and beverages are extracted by enzymes produced in the spleen and the pancreas. Sitting too long can harm the pancreas, so it is always suggested that for every 45 minutes to 60 minutes that you are seated, you get up and walk around, bounce, or do anything. Because the spleen's energy 
has a way of making you feel lethargic if all you are doing is sitting all day long. The spleen also affects the tone of muscles. And 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. is where the heart reigns. It controls bodily heat and blood circulation. This is a good time to take a nap or a break. This is the time not to overexert yourself. The heart is known as the seat of the mind as it controls or commands all organs and emotions. From 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., the small intestines reign and is known as the minister of reception. The small intestines separate impurities from food before passing the waste. It absorbs water and aids in digestion. The small intestine also controls basic emotion and works with the pituitary gland to regulate growth. It also works with the endocrine system. At this time, it's, you can consider having a really good lunch. And if you're going to do that, drink something warm, room temperature to warm with it. And I'll explain more when I get to the three eight hours. Now, where the small intestines and heart are concerned, they're paired together. So if you are experiencing cold hands, that means your heart energy is low. And if you're experiencing cold feet, that means your small intestine energy is low. Just keep that in mind. All right, so from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. is when your bladder is at its height. The bladder is known as the minister of reservoir. The bladder stores and eliminates liquid waste and the energetic functions balances the autonomic, um, the autonomic nervous system while regulating the sympathetic and the parasympathetic systems. I am not meaning to turn this into a small lecture. I just think that it's important to know this portion um, so that you better understand the three eight-hour cycles, which is what I tend to work from the majority of times with my students and clients and groups. So getting back to uh, the, the clock, between 5 and 7 p.m., the kidneys reign. The kidneys are known as the minister of power or the root of life. The kidneys also include the adrenal glands and sex glands for the females and males. Its task is to store the prenatal energy, regulate the brain, and formation of memories and rationality. The kidneys are also linked to intelligence, ambition, and long life. Between 5 and 7 p.m., which is still the kidney phase, this is the time to consider decreasing the intensity of your exercise. And if you're going to eat, this should be one of your lighter, not heavier meals.
All right, moving on to 7 to 9 p.m., which is the pericardium, also known as circulation sex. The pericardium is not an organ. It's a sac that is around the heart, and it assists the triple, bo- the triple burner, which I'll talk about in just a moment, um, with other functions. It aids the heart, this pericardium aids the heart, and protects not only the physical, the mental, and emotional, it protects the spiritual as well. It's linked to the emotions of feeling in love. It links that with the physical act of sex. During this time, you do not want to overeat. You do not want to overdo anything. And if there's any exercise, it would be walking. Just a mild walk before bedtime. 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. This is where the triple burner, also known as the triple warmer, this is where it reigns. It's also not an organ, nor is it associated with any organs. It is similar to the thyroid, and it controls energetic metabolism, digestion, and waste processing. It is the ideal time to fall asleep with minimal excitement. So that means falling asleep to television of the news and coronavirus or the crimes that have committed will interrupt this process that is the triple burner or triple warmer. It will make sleeping far more challenging, especially if you've had the nerve to have something late to eat or eat late. You know what I'm talking about. Next is going to be the 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. phase, and that is the gallbladder. The gallbladder is known as the janitor or the honorable mister. The gallbladder secretes bile to aid in digestion for muscular energy and health, while also aiding the lymphatic system to clear out lactic acids. During this time of the night, you should be in the middle of some really good sleep, and at no point should you be eating, for that will interrupt many rhythms during the following day. The last of the 12, uh, the, tw- tw- the last of the 12 two-hour segments is going to be the liver from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. The liver is known as the chief of staff. The liver trans. Uh, The liver transforms nutrients into usable energy the body can use and detoxifies the blood. Uh, It's in charge of the peripheral nervous system, ligaments, and tendons. Experiencing hypertension or the inability to relax is a sign of liver imbalance. Now, why is this information important? 
to help you get a grasp on the three eight-hour cycles that I'm getting ready to present. These three eight-hour cycles are within the biological clock, which aids the circadian rhythm. So let's take a look at the first of the eight hours. It's known as the elimination cycle. And the elimination cycle runs from 4 a.m. to 12 noon. This is the time of day that your body wants to eliminate food from yesterday. And if by chance you're going to eat during this time, hopefully it will be after 6. And if by chance that's when you are waking up, like 6 a.m., Wait at least one hour before eating because your body is still operating off of the tryptophan or melatonin from the night before. And that's why it needs at least an hour to clear before you start to eat or put anything stimulating in your body. Now, in this cycle, this elimination cycle, Doesn't it make sense that the best kind of food to consume is the one that's going to aid in elimination? So this is where the oatmeal, seeds, and nuts come into play. Or if you are a yogurt eater, yogurt with pre and probiotics are wonderful for the digestion if your body can handle the lactose. Um, This is a good time with um, to consume or drink warm to hot beverages as they will stimulate the large and small intestines in order to help for better releases. Quite often during the elimination cycle, 4 a.m. to 12 noon, once a person awakens, they will zombie walk to the kitchen to get that cup of coffee to give them a false sense of alertness. And quite often that coffee will stimulate a a bowel movement. Shortly after the coffee and now feeling somewhat alert, there may be a breakfast on the go from the local McDonald's or whatever. Wawa, doesn't matter. It's usually going to be some kind of high-fat sandwich with cheese and some other goodness. Well, there's little to no fiber in that breakfast, so it tends to slow the the digestion down. My hope for you is that you will start thinking about how you can aid your body just by knowing these processes. So going back to the yogurt Uh, If that yogurt had granola and some seeds or nuts, you better believe there's going to be some squeegee cleaning along your large and small intestines so that you could have possibly another bowel movement in your day. How about them apples? Let's go on to the, the next cycle. Before I do that, let's consider the water that you're going to be drinking hopefully, all during the day and not guzzling at any one time. Um, It's more preferred that you have 
six to eight hours. Let's try that again. It is more preferred that you have six to eight ounces in the morning, um, maybe another six to eight ounces a couple hours later, and you just sip on the water during the day. At no point, just guzzle it down to get it in your system. And I'll speak more about that in the next episode. Just something to keep in mind right now. The next phase is the appropriation cycle. That cycle runs from 12 noon until 8 p.m. This is the cycle of eating and digestion. You can conceivably have two really nice size meals during this cycle. You could start somewhere between noon and one and have a lunch of your choice. It's not even about combining at this moment. So if you wanted to go off and get the burgers and fries, cheeseburgers, fries, and a soda, though it is not a preferred combination, your body can handle it because it is the most active period of your day. Your body, your muscles, and everything are working to your favor so it can handle the excess fat, the excess sugars. It can handle it so much better. And providing that you have your lunch as early as noon or one o'clock, then in three to four hours, which would make it four or five o'clock, you could have another meal of the same type and be all right before bedtime. Now, I'm not going to suggest that you have burgers all day long. Start thinking wisely. Uh, is any of the, Are any of those meals going to um, aid in your digestion? Or are they going to hold you up? Another way of saying it is back you up. If the answer is yes, they will back me up, start considering having more salads at the end of your chosen meal because the salad will act as a squeegee for your digestive system and aid in elimination. If not a salad, more vegetables. If not vegetables, some seeds and nuts. Anything that's going to bulk you up and aid in elimination. Though this is not the elimination cycle, you always want to prep your body for the elimination cycle. The third phase is the assimilation phase, which runs from 8 p.m. until 4 a.m., and this is where, um, this is the cycle of absorption and use. And what I simply mean by that is, at 8 p.m., it's not a good time to have a heavy meal. If I were to look at your body like a factory, and in the factory, um, at the 4 to noon cycle, it is operating with every staff member, so it is a well-functioning machine. And then at the 12 to 8 p.m. cycle, the appropriation cycle, there is a change of shift, and there's even more 
staff members coming in. So your body, once again, is a well-oiled machine. Well, at the 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. cycle, change of shift, you're now operating with a skeleton crew. So to eat a heavy meal at 8 p.m. or beyond is actually setting you up for a heck of a lot of digestive discomfort or digestive complaints. Any food that cannot be processed or passed through your system in three to four hours automatically turns into sugar, fat, and toxin. So imagine sleeping on top of sugar, fat, and toxins. More times than not, it's an uncomfortable few hours of sleeping. And I say few hours because there's going to be some digestive upsets that's going to wake you up. You're probably feeling it in your chest. Your chest feels full. Your stomach feels weird. You may have to get up several times to go to the bathroom and not necessarily for a bowel movement, just to pee it out. You may have interrupted sleep. Well, that definitely sounds like interrupted sleep. It's just an uncomfortable um, way to um, process your day. And what makes it worse is that the, the meal that you have should be at least three hours before you decide you want to retire for the night. And quite often, people will eat late and within an hour go to sleep. Well, two things are occurring now. The optimal sleeping hours are between 10 and 2 a.m. So if you are falling asleep about 9 or 10 and you just started your meal at 8, you are going to sleep on a full stomach. There is absolutely no way you can get good quality sleep with a full stomach without there being some ramification. The second thing is because of the digestive upset right now that you're going to experience and the acid buildup, you're actually going to scar your mucosal lining because there is too much acid being created in your system because your gut can't process the weight of the food that you've just consumed maybe an hour before bedtime. Okay, so now you have a little bit to work with. It may seem a bit daunting right now, but I promise you, if you consider just implementing some of what I've discussed today, you will notice a difference in your health, you'll notice a difference in your weight, and your overall outlook on life. When you honor the circadian and biological rhythm through eating, excreting, exercising, and sleeping, not only will your body feel great, your mind will feel great, possibly for the rest of your life. Um, exercise, just, just quickly, exercising of your choice is best done 
in the more active hours of the day. So that's between the hours of 12 noon and 8 p.m. That's when you can be your most aggressive with your exercise, exercises without harming yourself. If, if by chance you are one who likes to do some mild exercises in the morning, they should be more along the stretching, yoga, meditation style or type of exercise or movement. And the closer it gets to your bedtime, the more you would consider walking or stretching. Put an hour between your last movement, and I'm not talking ball movements this time, stretching your body or walking, and the time you go to bed, you will notice that that too makes for some really good sleep. Okay, I don't want to stretch this out too much longer. Next week, we will be going over um, digest, uh, digestive health, so digestive biomes. Uh, we will look at the nutrients that will aid in your digestive health and go from there. That will be the next week will be the last week that we are on nutrition to this degree before we start moving into the body's energy and how to heal by just tapping into the body. Thank you so much for joining me today. Should this podcast be something that interests you, I would be grateful to you for joining me every Monday for a new episode. Tell three friends and let's build a community together. This podcast is my way of giving back, sharing my knowledge and experience of wellness through the lens of love is a joy and I do it gladly. From time to time, I will bring to your attention a health product, a book or technology that has helped me along the way and could possibly do the same for you. It is your choice to purchase or not. Wellness through the lens of love will change your life for the better, inside and out and on its own. Wellness is our birthright. You just have to choose it. Needless to say, I am so excited for this journey we will take together. I want you to remember two things. Love is the greatest healer of all, and I love loving you. Until the next time.